Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Road to World Football Show. It is Sunday evening, and Patrick Darty, that is me, Danny Carter, and Lawrence Jackson are basking in the afterglow of one of the craziest NFL football games we've ever seen. We just finished watching Bengals Chiefs, and I mean, man, this is one of those games where, like, before the show, we were just all kind of like this saying, like, random non sequiturs, like, man, and like, holy, you, I have no idea what any of that was, but it was amazing. My heart stopped three or four times. I've been told I now have to keep a defrib- defrib- defibrillator. Def- how do you say it? In my you, you just say defib. In my, I've been told I have to keep a defib now <laughs> in my home office, and I don't really know. I mean, what was any of that? So we're going to talk about both games, by the way, from Conference Championship Sunday. But we would be remiss not to begin with the Chiefs' 23-20 to triumph over the Cincinnati Bengals. Denny, looks like you have a thought on the tip of your tongue. Well, first of all, we're never remiss around here. I I am glad that you said that. Uh, We should say, first of all, you, neither Denny nor Lawrence are usually up at this time. It's 8.45 Eastern. Uh, They've both been usually tucked in for 60 or 90 minutes. No, it's 10. Snoring. Yeah, Yeah, I usually have my Ebenezer Scrooge pajamas on and my cap, (laughs) you know. Lawrence, you're to sleep in Atlanta sports memorabilia, though. I'm assuming Denny's sleeping in his pajamas. Never. <laughs> never, ever, ever. <laughs> so I can see you sleeping in that Hawks hat, or you that really good Braves hat you have. Um, I can see you sleeping in that. Maybe if they win a little something, <laughs> or maybe you know you fall asleep on the couch. Two, three games in a row, any sport, I'll do that. Sure. <laughs> well, sorry, Jenny. I so yeah. I mean, look, the, the Bengals got away with it last week uh, with you know missing two key offensive linemen, uh, getting the ball out quickly against the Bills. The Bills weren't, really were not able to apply much pressure to Joe, Joe Burrow. I think uh, they only recorded one sack. They pressured him pretty fre- frequently, especially in the second half, but uh, you know, didn't really get the job done, like didn't get to Burrow. Kansas City got to Burrow and, and just continued to hammer that offensive line. Chris Jones, the rest of those edge rushers, just it was just no contest. And, and you wondered, you know, are there any adjustments the Bengals can make here? Anything to slow this rush a little bit? And and create more check even check down opportunities for Joe Burrow late in the game, but no, I mean he he was under duress the whole time. Uh, even hurt his wrist late in the game. I think you know yeah, that didn't look wrist, good um, uh, after after a hit. So I, I just think they they couldn't get away with it this time. After all this talk about you know Cincinnati needs to upgrade the offensive line, and that's all we talked about all all off season. And they did. I mean they spent a lot of money. They made a lot of moves to replace. What was really one of the words league's worst offensive lines last year? It's still a problem, and I think that again they're going to have to address it. Yeah, it was weird. I mean, I would say like the Bengals, like so, like Joe Burrow took four of those sacks. I think like in like the first quarter, it was definitely in the first half. Uh, like I think like the first twenty minutes of the game, he had yeah. taken four sacks, and he only took one more sack the rest of the game, Denny. But you're right, like that the pressure just never really relented, and. Yeah. It was weird for a team like known for adjusting. Like I feel like you know they could have adjusted a little more to the short game because uh, I mean Chris Jones is about as close as you see like a defensive player come to like single handedly taking over a game as right. you get. And it didn't seem like they ever like fully adjusted. Me. They did at least like keep it out of the box score of the sacks. But yeah, I, I, it's just too. I mean, I, I, I was one of many people to like make this joke slash observation on Twitter like. Uh, what was going on with the Bills' pass rush last yeah. week? Because uh, the Bengals' line was getting uh, caved in every single um, snap. Well, you know, I mean, Buffalo was missing Von Miller. You know, for the for the last what four or six weeks of the regular season into the playoffs. So yeah, I mean, I think that that made a huge difference. Uh, I think the Bills ranks 18th in in pass pressure on the season, and really that that rate had dropped significantly since they lost Von Miller. So, and we saw we saw the Bengals were able. To, to function as their normal selves last week. They couldn't do it today against the Chiefs. Lawrence, how many times did you sack Joseph Burrow um, Sunday night? Um, If it was the first quarter of the game, I got at least one sack on <laughs> You were they, joining they, on the party. They, uh, they, they tightened up a lot. You know, 
after that, or definitely after the second half, like you said, they took one more sack, which it looked like to be a bad one, but then they ended up converting uh, the third and long. One thing I found interesting in this game and which and why it was, you know, ended up being so close is the Chiefs, like they never can really do. They just couldn't, when it looked like they was going to pull away, they do something or not do something to prevent them from doing that. They, you know, the first Burrow interception, um, they had a chance to go up uh, two scores at the time and they didn't even get a field goal out of that. Um, advantage Bengals. They just kind of always hung around. You got the, uh, you had the, uh, the Bengals in the fourth and sixth situation there. They complete the deep ball to Jamar Chase. Of course, it, it is going to be him um, in, in, in double coverage with the purposely underthrown ball. You know, um, Joe Burrow said he was going to do that. He said, Hey, Jamar down there somewhere, you know, um, so it was just. That's what ended up making it, you know, a good game. The Chiefs offense started cooling off a little bit after Mahomes, like, I don't know. You can say a lot of it. Yeah, after his hand got frozen, the ball slipped out of his hand. Oof, man. That was like a stun gun. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like their their offense was rolling on that drive until that play. Then after that, it got really quiet for their offense and – after that fumble, Bengals went right down and scored. They capitalized off it. So it turned out to be a game that we probably we needed that game, especially after the NSC championship and uh, how that um We're not gonna talk about that game, by the way. I said we are yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, overall good game. Uh, you know, the the Bengals just, you know, they couldn't they couldn't uh, consistently keep the pressure off Joe Burrow and then ended up hurting him in, in the end. Yeah, I think I really do think that's was that is what the story of the game was. And you know, Denny, I said they only got one more sack of like the first initial onslaught, but the pressure hadn't stopped. Yeah. I forgot about the sack by another name late in the game, the intentional grounding. Yes, that's uh, right. Major penalty. He seemed to yeah. Joe Burrow seemed to get away with a few intentional groundings. Not that Bengals fans aren't going to want to be hearing any complaints, about, like, <laughs> calls because uh, the calls you know seem a little, a little <laughs> towards the Chiefs. Um, still. Little confused about why they reran that third down. Uh, it blew my mind. Uh, but you know what though, when that when that happened, I said they're still not going to do anything with it. They just were at a point like you, you. It was like what mid, like mid third quarter to mid fourth quarter. They just couldn't do anything. So even when they got that cheap extra chance, I mean, they broadened out. They they. Opened up the view, and you could see the ref coming in there. Stop! Yeah, I mean, he was like kind Nobody of stopping heard it. the play, but yeah. Nobody normally, heard it. And normally, you know, they like sprint out there, and you know they're all like going yeah, like you, frantic. You better dive out there, or something, do something, so we know. But uh, yeah, even with that play, just like they—they're not doing anything. Who's going to catch the ball, Matt Kemp? Yeah, and so like Lawrence, yeah, yeah. exactly right. Yeah, make a catch though, big catch. Then yeah. I'll get it back to you in just a second, but like honestly stunning the Bengals did not win this game and not because like the Chiefs you know, the Chiefs are like a Super Bowl level team but they weren't a Super Bowl level like roster by the end of this game like the injuries just gut I me mean, a team that had no margin for error basically with their skill core especially with Patrick Mahomes limping around on one leg like they just couldn't afford to lose Kadarius Tony and Juju Smith-Schuster and yeah. you know and like and Justin Watson even a guy who's he's not good but he's like one of the guys playing the most snaps like so many of their snaps just on the sideline and there was just nothing they could do to move the ball. And like Lawrence said, we're not moving the ball and I really don't know how the Bengals like could not find a way to eke out that game. And cause to, like the ankle wasn't affecting the throws as we know, you know, we always joke about on Twitter, like, yeah, man, Mahomes looks like he's going to get caught every single time he scrambles. And then he never does. No, uh, he got no. caught every this time. time he, got he, caught. he got caught every he got time caught. he scrambled against the Bengals. I don't he think had... he wanted to run. No. Yeah. No, I mean, it, Mahomes has that um, that dad trot that uh, somehow gets the job done. You know, I, it, it's like, like a it's dad like, who like wants his kids to think they can catch him. Yeah. But, but like he, the but second they get there, he just amps it up a little bit. He'll hit the gas right, yeah. right at the last second. I mean, he's the he's the guy at the YMCA who like, oh, this guy. <laughs> 
and th- but some somehow he outruns you. He, like he clowns you, he crosses you over. Yeah. Like, he wow, got that. Man. He got that walk too, like that grandma walk too. Where you, <laughs> you don't think he, like he don't just look like no dude who's like literally the best. No, the no, best no. Uh, football <laughs> player on the entire planet. I know he's. It's like he can. He's got like a conserving energy walk for sure. Yeah, yeah. I don't even. I don't even know if he is conserving energy because it's like a very fast, clipped steps. It's, kind of, it's very. Weird. I don't know what it is. It's an environmentally friendly walk. I think. He don't even. He don't even say nothing. He after every play, he just go out. Is like he does. He's like, like, I think that's like thing. second nature. Like Steph Curry chewing the mouthpiece every play, no matter how many yards or they get or don't get. He just like. <laughs> and he's always Lawrence is doing the thing where, where Mahomes waves. Like, come, we're, we're coming already. What are you talking about? Like, <laughs> like, where do you think we're going? I'm here. Which, I'm not he, going he hasn't he hasn't entered the stage of his career where he berates uh, teammates on the field and humiliates them in front of national audiences. We're still three to five years away from that. Know, <laughs> yeah, right. man. For a man going to his third Super Bowl in fourth year, uh, four years. Yeah, he he's amazingly uh, benevolent yeah. with his teammates. I mean, he, I mean, he has. Look at he has the capital, Patrick. If you want to embarrass your teammates in front of yeah. in front of the national audience, you can do it. I mean, you're going to get away. Dressing with down, it. even when it's like clearly your fault, you took the sack. <laughs> you're supposed to start screaming at them. On the you side go full Brady at this point. It's like I know. Well, I know it wasn't you on that play, but you know, like after the, the alignment's like, what do you mean? I didn't. I wasn't responsible yeah. for that. Uh, see, but this team, there's this already short on weapons. Do we think there's any way they're going to have enough firepower to score an elite Eagles defense in Super Bowl, what is it, 57, I believe? Yeah. An Eagles defense where, as the 49ers showed on Sunday, they're very gettable on the ground, but the Chiefs just aren't built that way. Even though Isaiah Pacheco looks a little bit better with each passing week, yeah. I mean, how do you how do you threaten this, this? You can't – the Eagles – the Chiefs just don't have the personnel to threaten the Eagles on the boundary. And maybe with Mahomes' ankle the way it is, they can't even they won't even have time to let plays develop mm-hmm. down the sideline because he's not gonna be able to create extra time or scramble. And like I mean, who are the middle of the field threats right now beyond Travis Kelsey? Like everyone's hurt. Well Just how well, are the Chiefs gonna score points on the Eagles? As the as the resident Kadarius Tony truther, I guess I guess we all are to some extent. Well hold on. I never Lawrence, are you a member of the Tony tribe? I yeah, I'm, I'm oh yeah, I'm definitely with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was looking forward to a big game, you know. Uh, yeah, it, I was too. It looked that way, you know. He didn't make the catch in the end zone, and then on the play oh. he got hurt. Ooh, that that looked Oh, not catching you, you that. Tell him, man, I had him in every DFS lineup. <laughs> well, I was gonna say not to recycle a joke, but I'm recycling it because it's not a joke. You see this beautiful office around me; it's it's all going away. Shipped <laughs> away tomorrow. The bank is coming from my house after that. Yeah, look, uh, Tony. Again, you know, we talked about he's been targeted on 50 percent of his of his routes over the past three games. Uh, he was targeted on two of three routes today. <laughs> so we were we good were in another, another big one. He was gonna do some. And, He's so um, good. And uh, you know the whole the whole stopping on a dime thing is is awesome and and, and cool and effective. <laughs> uh, it also seems to get him hurt a lot. Yeah. You know, I don't know if there's any other way to stop on a dime <laughs> besides the way he does. Because, man, he messes up his legs so much doing that. I don't know. It, it's wild, man, because he went through, you know, an entire year and a half maybe in college of not getting hurt. Like, he was extremely productive his final year in, in college, uh, almost a 1,000 yards receiving, maybe over that. But, it like, that's – he can't not play like that. But, like you say, that's definitely where he got hurt at because it was like a move to – uh, you know, cut back inside, and he definitely would have juke that dude. You know, if he didn't get hurt, but like that's like the that's the stuff you gotta live with with a with a player like him, yeah, yeah. which you know sucks in this instance because we like it's it looked like he was gonna have a good game. So I mean, Lawrence, I, I, Lawrence and I have kids, you know, they they wanted to have a home, but now they don't. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I do want to say quickly about the Chiefs' backfield. So. Uh, last time, you know, when they won Super Bowl against the Niners, they really turned to Damian Williams. If you if you're old enough to recall, um, I think we could see a similar thing with Isaiah Pacheco here. I think there has been a, something of a sea change in in how uh, this backfield is being deployed. Um, he out targeted Jarek McKinnon again today for the second straight week. McKinnon's snaps were way down. Uh, he uh, saw the most carries 
you know, I mean, he he is the lead back. Pacheco is the lead back right now, and you couldn't say that three weeks ago. It w- that was clearly McKinnon. So I, I do think that there's a, there's a chance, you know, just depending on game script, it's depending on how it unfolds, uh, where Pacheco gets way more run than we're used to seeing against the Eagles. It could be one of those things where he gets like a season high for touches or something like one of those like kind of unforeseen Super Bowl developments, which, like you said, we might not be able to claim would be entirely unforeseen because he has been in the left lane on Jarek McKinnon the past two weeks. I had a Twitter user point out that it seemed like maybe McKinnon was getting stretched out a lot on the sideline, which he does have a rather lengthy injury history, was handling a lot of touches for a guy his age and a guy who just hasn't ever handled this kind of workloads. Because, yeah, I mean, I've been baffled at Jarek McKinnon's lack of involvement. Uh, I mean, not on the ground where Isaiah Pacheco clearly deserves it. But, like, a guy would become one of, like, their primary chain movers. Jarek McKinnon has just been invisible in the playoffs. And, you know, for for fantasy, and I don't know if folks are, you know, super into showdown lineups, you know, for the Super Bowl. I mean, that's all we have left. That's all we have left, folks. Is it only Uh, showdown for the one-game slate, Denny? Is that that you can't do any (laughs) conventional? What else are you going to do? I mean, is there not any conventional lineups? Because – no, we do. We are out of conventional situations. Man. But yeah, so I've never done so showdown for the Super Bowl before. I don't want to. Yeah, really? Wow. Um, wow. Well, I well, love well. playoff DFS, but I don't love showdown. Anyway, yeah. Sorry. Well, you got to get with the process. Uh, Pacheco had six targets, the second most on the team behind MBS and uh, and Kelsey. And by the way, the MBS thing—a little bit of an illusion. I mean, I know Justin Watson. I get it. You know, he's running wind sprints on the outside, but he was out, and so MBS obviously saw an increase in, in, in routes and targets here. Um, he actually had a really good game in week 13 against these Bengals. So it, it didn't come out of nowhere, but if, if Watson is back in for the Super Bowl, which he should be is two weeks from now, obviously uh, then I don't think MBS gets that kind of usage. They're uh, allegedly sending you two to the Super Bowl. They I are. Think. I um, meant to tell folks that. Yeah. I really, really wish I could be Mike. joining you. We might see Joe Burrow there now. It's true. He might do an interview on the show now. Um, we won't see Brock Purdy there. He ain't going to go. Yeah, they're going to, quote, send Denny to the Super Bowl. Everyone remembers this from last year when Denny was, <laughs> quote, at the Super Bowl. I was um, there. Yeah, I really wish I could be joining you, but I'm, quote, having a kid. Um, so I will not be at the Super Bowl. Deeply irresponsible. Lawrence and Denny will be doing amazing work for the Super Bowl. Denny, I was going to follow up on, like, several points I'm sorry. That you made. Well, um, I was talking about MBS. I was talking about Pacheco. Uh, yeah, Pacheco. The way he runs, uh, yeah, it doesn't you know? It doesn't seem entirely sustainable. Uh, so, Listen, this yeah. this dude got like he like the Tasmanian devil <laughs> football player. <laughs> really, really like, is. Even when he, you know, when they when he scored the touchdown and got called back for holding, he scored and starts sprinting even faster. Like and, towards the sideline, like what are you doing? You got a whole game to play, kid. Like, come on, do yeah, a little he, dance. Not, this not going out of bounds. Crazy. Yeah, could have been it. Sorry, Lawrence. Uh, nah, go ahead. I'm he's not turning off though. As we, yeah, I was gonna follow. Just basically, he is not turning off, including when he should have clearly gone out of bounds on that final drive. Yeah, and did not. well, that that that's oh not yeah for him. I mean, Pacheco has done that several times in like critical spots where. My my guy does not want to go out of bounds. He he wants no. to get as many yards. Get as possible. Yards, boy, get them yards. I mean, he he's a violent runner. He's a Marion Barber esque runner. I think Marshawn Lynch. Uh, Marion Barber also famously did not go out of bounds one time. Yeah, um, I kind of remember that. He did not. When you run angry, you just you always stay between the lines. But this is angry a, out of bounds, folks. That's, that's true. Like, this is would y'all do. Would y'all do three reps of Oklahoma drill with Isaiah Pacheco yeah. for like a thousand dollars? I need no, it'd have to be a lot more than that. I mean, because I, more? <laughs> I, don't even mean, I don't mean this as a joke. I don't mean this as a joke. The hospital bill would like far exceed one thousand uh, dollars. There's no way he wouldn't be breaking like a few of my ribs or something. I would say at least twenty five grand. Would you do it, Lawrence? Lawrence, you got to up now. it for a thousand, man. It, that, not, that would not now. No, not now. Maybe like six years ago, and that's maybe. <laughs> That's maybe definitely not hell, nah. <laughs> it would not pay off. Uh, this is a text I just got. Apparently, Travis Kelsey just called the mayor of Cincinnati a jabroni. Yeah. Um, I mean that thing that the the mayor the mayor of Cincinnati s- said that was weird. 
<laughs> like I get the tr- like the burrow head thing. That's cool. Like that's regular trash talk. But this dude go. He went. He went there. Like he was, was taking too a brunch. Much. Too much. Like someone in the mayor's office needed to step in and say, "I'm sorry. Like we can do this. We can do a little social media video if that's if that's what you want to do with your time <laughs> as a public servant. But but <laughs> we we need to ratchet it back." A little bit because this is yeah. this is too much. Yeah. Like, like yeah. Come on. now, you know the memes where you know they always put like who whichever quarterback win and they put the baby, the head of the baby <laughs> on the loser. Like he brought that to real life. Yeah, and that was never supposed to happen. Yeah, no. the, the the paternity test. We have a we have a viewer here on Twitch saying the paternity test was a bridge too far. It was way too far. Like, <laughs> I, the thing is, I'm sure someone in the mayor's office thought that was a good idea. You know, some like 23 year old in the office was like, you know, what we should do we should do a paternity test. He's he's Patrick Mahomes' father, and somebody needed to step in and say this kid is out of control, Mr. <laughs> mayor, and he needs to go. Yeah, and like uh, it's like the classic "simply love" for the mayor of my city to be giving my opponent bulletin board material. Uh, like, just why would you do that? Like, if Eli Apple wants to do it, that's fine. That's his prerogative. Uh, he's on the team. He's allowed to talk about the game. He can give all the bulletin board material he wants. But yeah. uh, the mayor, Eli Apple, who didn't play bad, no, in he his didn't. Game. He had what a whole post- call, but he played. Pretty like they definitely didn't lose because of him. He actually played good. No, and you know who they did lose because of not to be mean, but man, that poor young man, Joseph Asai. Uh, wrong place, wrong time, kid. Uh, one of the worst penalties I've ever seen. I, you know, though, I feel like defenders are just like programmed that way. Like they, they are. They, yeah. you know, it's but he, you could tell it's the classic. He knew he shouldn't be doing it. He didn't like all out shove him. We we saw it. We saw it in the Niners game. I mean, we you see it all the time. But just just recent memory, you saw it in the Niners game. The safety for the 49ers comes up and pushes Jalen Hurts when he's three steps out of bounds. Like I just I don't I don't think that there's any deprogramming defensive players in that Probably way. Not. I think that it's just part of the game. No, and I felt like, like I'm not not criticizing like the CBS camera guy because it's a compelling shot. You have to do it, but. You know, after like the ninth time they did like a full zoom on him, like, yeah, maybe you proved your point. Uh, they were really zooming in on the young man. It was a little much. I mean, the guy's sitting there alone, and I'm, I'm like, can can we get one Bengals player over there to talk to this guy? He needs. I don't. Some of them players might don't even know. (laughs) We all know. Good point. Now, unfortunately, Uh, I feel terrible. Who the hell did that? Listen, (laughs) here's what happened on that play. He he. Basically, he costs his team the game. He busts. Denny, come on. He cost him the AFC. (laughs) Wait, he busted his knee. He crashed into a coach so hard that I I was I didn't know that if the guy got up. I was wondering, (laughs) can we get an update on the coach? Because the coach got sandwiched between the bench and the player. And I'm I'm thinking, okay, so we have an injured player, game over. Coach needs to go to the hospital. Like, well, there's too much going on. There's too much. Man, that happened in the Eagles game by the, where, like, uh, the security people need to be allowed to turn around and look at the field. Like, security <laughs> guy protocols, like, they never take their eyes off the crowd. Yeah. And that one guy in the Eagles game got, like, destroyed. Like, his, his legs came out from underneath him. He smashed his head on the sideline. Like, he got just lit up. And he had to hear, like, the freight train coming. And he still, like, I guess wasn't allowed to turn around. And he just yeah. got destroyed. I think by Jalen Hurts. Um, who was shoved? Yeah, that was the player who was shoved. Dudes, I think those dudes hit the weight room, though. They good. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, before <laughs> we put a pin in this game, I mean, the Bengals, are they basically just like an offensive lineman or two away? Because, I mean, they don't – I'm sure they could use a few more playmakers on defense. They may be a little overly reliant on scheme on defense, but, I mean, it's a really good scheme. They definitely have a number of playmakers, like – seemed like basically if they had one or two slightly better offensive linemen, and they did have some injuries, of course, to the left tackle and I believe the left guard. Um, seemed like they probably would be in the Super Bowl if they had just slightly better yeah. offensive line play. Yeah, and, I think that it's, it's what it comes down to is they need to keep uh, Burrow upright. You know, Bur- without pressure, I mean, even with pressure, Burrow's good. But without pressure, his numbers are unbelievable. Like, they, he, like he off just, the charts, he yeah. He picks apart defenses when he can stand back there uh, without without pressure, without the fear of of being swamped every second, every other play. So yeah, I mean, it, again, we're gonna spend the off season monitoring the Bengals' offensive line situation. 
I mean, part of it is too. You can't coach the dog out of Joe Burrow. Like he he does create some of these sacks, but yeah. he was not creating them on Sunday. He was just getting enveloped. Yeah, and then at the end of the day, man. At, at the end of the day, on the other side, like he he might win with all of that. He wins this game versus any other team today. You're probably you know, right. Yeah, when that other man is on the other side. He 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 couldn't really be denied. Like he had the Patrick Mahomes had the fumble, the silly fumble. I still don't know what happened there. No, had a no. couple of underthrows, but other than that, man, on that uh swolled up ankle, he was <laughs> <laughs> he was that guy, and he is that guy. So it just that's who you run into in these types of games, and you know this time he just came out on top. But really, it was a great game, and kudos to both teams and both quarterbacks yeah let's be clear i think Lawrence. i'm gonna put a fine point on lawrence just said um him is patrick mahomes yeah uh, he him he him he, he, he is him and he will be him until he decides to hang up his cleats this show will no i was but horrible segue i will be right back after these promos just a reminder if you don't have the nbc sports predictor app go download it now the contests are free and easy to play and you have a shot to win thousands this weekend by predicting what will happen on the PGA Tour as well as in the Premier League and college basketball. And also download the Rotor World app to receive breaking player news all season long. Season's only two weeks left to go. Stay ahead of the competition by favoriting players on your roster. Get the latest injury updates, player news, and much more delivered right to your phone. It's available in your app store today. Yeah, I say the season's almost over in two weeks, but of course Rotor World will be raging all spring long as we zero in on the draft, the combine, gosh, just in like two or three weeks. Free agency, the draft, it's always a very, very, very busy time at Road World in the offseason. So uh, should I just keep filibustering so we don't have to talk about the Eagles and 49ers? <laughs> no, let's do it. Yeah, in a game that was as bizarre as Chiefs Bengals was thrilling, Eagles 49ers got off on the wrong foot and never really recovered as an injury apocalypse befell San Francisco, beginning with – I mean, Brock Purdy basically he, he got it like his arm like exploded like a grenade basically by Hassan Reddick on his uh, wow second or third pass attempt of the game and just devolved into one of the most bizarre slop fests I've ever seen and like what are even our opening thoughts on it? It's hard, it was hard to even call it a football game because it basically <laughs> felt like a scrimmage final two quarters. It was a football game for somebody. It's pretty Eagles and they fans. That's who it was a football game for. Um, to be honest, man, um, I, I had this game going 28 to 17, so I had a double digit win. Um, had Brock Purdy been able to play, maybe they'd have got closer to that. Obviously, he wasn't. Uh, Josh Johnson came, they essentially got hurt kind of the same way. And it's something we talked about coming into this game, that Philadelphia defensive line pressure. Like, we knew that was going to happen coming into the game. And the question was, how would the 49ers and Brock Purdy uh, uh, handle that? And then, uh, like you say, once he's out and once we know he can't throw the ball, you know, it's that that that's 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 it. But Josh Johnson comes in in the game. Right. And he makes a couple of throws here and there. Um, but this is what was interesting. The San Francisco 49ers defense, the top defense in the league, second best Russian defense in the league in the regular season, got gashed for 148 rushing yards and they only give up 77 per game. Now, even if you take out the Jalen Hurts 39 yards, which he didn't even get going in the running game to the end, right? He didn't get this was uh Kenneth Gainwell, Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, all of these dudes just running over this 49ers defense because the linebackers is held up uh on the RPO. So it's freezing guys like Fred Warner, who like to, you know, they use this speed and jilly quick to react, but you know, the 49ers defense, they gave it up too. It did. It was weird though, Lawrence. Like, where the 49ers defense, I mean, kept them in the game for the entire first half. And they did kind of start coming apart in the second half. I mean, especially the fourth quarter, they collapsed. Um, but I think it was one of those things where uh, it were the best defense is a good offense. And the 49ers offense was going like not three and out, but 
not sustaining drives, not scoring. Yeah, points, there was nothing they could do. Putting yeah. all the pressure on the defense, and that don't that that just doesn't ever work for four quarters. It just it, no matter what, like the dam will break at some point. Like a defense cannot handle that much pressure on them, and I just it was man. First off, what was just everything about this game was so bizarre. And I, I was thinking, Lawrence, you're talking about like man, if only Brock Purdy had stayed in the game, which is a hundred percent true. But I was thinking like. How crazy is it that a haunting what if for your franchise is going to be, man, only that seventh round rookie. Exactly. Honestly, when Josh Johnson, when Josh Johnson came in the game, I'm like, this is still going to go how it's going to go. Like, I mean, obviously Brock Purdy has done great things since he's. I thought the same thing too, Lawrence. You know, but like. When when Jimmy G first got hurt, you would have taken Josh Johnson over at Brock Purdy uh, any day of the week. But, you know, you know how it goes. But, yeah, like you said, like we're talking like what if Brock Purdy was in the game? <laughs> I don't know. Was Brock Purdy going to score 28 versus this defense? Eh, I don't know about that. He scored some points. He would have scored some points. Yeah. He would have scored some points. It, it wouldn't have been – this bad of an NSC championship game. It's just wow, you know, us fans wanting to be entertained. It just kind of sucked from that perspective that we had to watch it uh play out like that. But that's that's football. Like we could be, I'm not even gonna say that in the Super Bowl, but like that's just how it go. Yeah, don't put that evil on the Super Bowl. Yeah, no, 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 sir. What are you gonna say, Mr. Day? Oh uh, yeah, you know, um, the Eagles' ability to run on the Niners, A, was shocking. And I think, you know, B, it could be a major problem for Kansas City. I mean, if, if you look at uh, uh, Rush EPA allowed this season, you have uh, the 49ers uh, gave up the second lowest Rush EPA per, per play uh, only to the Titans, right? Um, Chiefs were middle of the league, you know, middle of the road. So they they can be had on on the ground by an elite rushing attack. Jalen Hurts' presence, you know, means everything to that rushing attack. You know, means means that teams are focused on taking him away, on committing uh, committing you know the, the def- defensive end to monitoring Hurts and seeing what what he does on any given play. Um, so I think I th- it would seem the Eagles could have a pretty nice time, pretty easy time running on on Kansas City. Uh, which a you know keep shortens game keeps the ball away from Mahomes. The Eagles are two and a half point favorites, by the way. Uh, just it was just just listed, and I think that's that's for for good reason. Um, uh, I I would I would think that they would lean on the on the run game here against Kansas City because that's generally how the Eagles have operated this season. They've attacked the weakness of. A, a particular defense and, and not to say that you don't mess with the Kansas city secondary. It's not, it's not that kind of secondary. It's pretty good though. Like, it is good. And it, and it's better than the rush defense. So I, I think that they can zero in on that and, and really exploit that. Yeah. It's, I, I was trying to say, I hate to inform all of the fantasy heads out there, but like the super bowl is going to be decided on the ground just for a variety of reasons where the Eagles passing attack has really been locked down in the playoffs and just, Hasn't been the same since Jalen Hurts injured his shoulder. I mean, maybe I'm projecting, but like shirts. I, I don't me. think they. I don't think they needed. I don't think they've had to have. They, they haven't have had to have, have it, but they were trying to get it going against the 49ers, and Hurts could not hit the deep ball like at all on Sunday. <clears throat> it was probably his worst game throwing all season. I thought. I mean, it was an elite defense, um, but he just he he didn't get it sparked against the Giants. But they really didn't need it there, Lawrence. Uh, it, it's true. It's two very bizarre game scripts for the Eagles were like we have not seen them tested like at all and you would normally think they'd be tested in the division yeah this is the thing right so I I actually seen a lot of tweets like the Eagles had the easiest road to the Super Bowl well I mean in the number one seed that's that's why you get the number one seed so you get the easy right after the Giants beat the Vikings it was like uh oh the Giants are reminiscent of the Eli Giants (laughs) <laughs> but then the Eagles smack them in the mouth, so now they the sorry Giants again. <laughs> and we get to the Niners, the top defense, and they run for 150 yards on them, uh, albeit with a uh, you know without a quarterback on the other side to provide you know any type of resistance 
uh, for much of the game. But, um, you know, they could run into the Chiefs and not have to throw. Like Jalen Hurts could win a Super Bowl throwing for 140 yards. Because if he's only throwing for 140 yards, that means they rushing for at least 140 yards as a team. They're gonna need Hurts' passing in the Super Bowl. They just start, and like they've had it all year right. until he got Hurts. So yeah, I, I don't think that you can have a, a Hurts 100 yard passing effort and win in, in, and win the Super Bowl here. But um, you know, they, again, talking about how the Eagles attack opposing defenses, the Giants' run defense uh, is and has been their weak point all season, right? And in that game, you have, you know, Kenny Gainwell going off uh, 12 carries for 112 yards. So didn't they have like 300 yards against the Giants? Uh, 268 rushing yards, three touchdowns, uh, 6.3 yards per carry between the four uh, ball carriers, including Hertz. So, uh, you know, they're not not afraid to use that sort of run first, like run heavy approach, uh, even with A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard and all those passing game weapons. Um, I, I do think that those weapons come in handy if Kansas City gets out to a lead and the Eagles have to kind of shift uh, their, their their game plan. But I think going in, the game plan is going to be uh, Hurts, Sanders, Gainwell, Scott on the ground, and a little bit of a sprinkling of the other guys, of the pass catchers. And it's going <clears> to <throat> have to be on the ground, too, for the Chiefs, just with the passing game injuries they have, including to their quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. I just think they're going to have to rely on their run game like a lot more than we're used to, especially because, as has been demonstrated time and again, I mean, even Saquon Barkley got the Eagles a little bit. Their defensive weaknesses on the ground, and it's been less so on the ground since Indomitian yeah. Sue came in, since Lin- Linval Joseph, right? I know I know defensive linemen um, since Linval I Joseph. One. I know that guy. Yeah. And so they're not like quite, they're not a pushover on the ground, but it is still where their weakness is. And their weakness aligns with, I think, KC. Just, I mean, KC. They're just not going. They're just, just straight up not going to win on the boundary against the Eagles' defense with their their receiver yeah, injury. Tough. Have right now. And the the, just the Eagles, or the, the Chiefs are going to have to find a way to spark their running game. And Andy Reid is two weeks to game plan, as we know, uh, one of the most famous game planners in NFL history. He's going to have a good game plan, but yeah, I regret to inform the, the ground's going to have a lot to do with it. And mm-hmm. before we move on to. F- some a few more thoughts on this game. We have an absolutely cursed comment from Bandit Time in the Twitch chat, who is informing Rojo in the captain on Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> in the captain spot for for those who don't play, uh, captain spot in the in showdown lineups and DraftKings is it's where you get one point five times the fantasy points and uh, and the answer is no. We're not yeah, doing Bandit. That. I hate to inform you, you're you're banned. Um, you're banned from the Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the comments. He's been an active participant yeah. here tonight. But when, when Rojo came out on the field Sunday, I was like, what in the what yeah, is going I didn't, on? <laughs> didn't really understand that one. No, but Rojo not in the captain for the Super Bowl. Maybe, Denny, I'll get your early thoughts on the captain for the Super Bowl. But, I mean, we might as well kind of just go there, quote, unquote. We're going to talk about it for the next two weeks. I mean, what's your guys' initial lean on who's going to win Super Bowl uh, LVII? <laughs> I don't know who I have. I don't know who I have winning the game right now. Um, I've said Eagles over Chiefs, but that's just because I was like I I was put on the spot. But now that it actually happened, um, I don't. I like I would have to feel like I know who gonna win because then I just pick either quarterback or Devontae Smith or something. Denny, what's your initial thought? Eagles. I, yeah, I just think the I, Chiefs are too compromised right now. I do, I do, I do think that the Chiefs are are more beatable than maybe we realize, and they just don't have much outside of Kelsey, the random yeah. like uh, Pacheco blow up thing. But I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that Mahomes can't do it himself. He can do it himself. See, yeah, Mahomes, is just, Mahomes yeah. all season is just he's. He's truly, we joke about this phrase, I mean, he is a once-in-a-generation talent. But the Eagles, like like you've mentioned this phrase before, but the Eagles are like the Death Star. Like they they just do everything really well. It's uh, true. They're so versatile. And, and, like, and like I said a second ago, like they can run it in your face and like dominate you on the ground and they can rip you through the air. So – there's just there's just so many ways that they they can do this offensively, obviously defensively, they're very solid. 
And that rush defense, like you said a second ago, Pat, you know, not the pushover that we saw in the first half of the season. Not even, not even close. Uh, I know the Niners had a little success. Caffrey was looking pretty good. Yeah, it was a little weird the fact that uh, they had a quarterback. The whole, the whole world yeah. knew that Brock Purdy couldn't throw a pass yet. They they put they had four guys in the line of scrimmage on every play. No, so. no. So not to like change gears, but I meant to touch on that earlier. Where it, and not to like place the blame, like not to like strain to place the blame on Kyle Shanahan in a game where he loses his quarterback. Uh, but before Josh Johnson got injured, even the approach made zero sense. Like they needed to have their two quarterback injury approach already going before they had their second quarterback injury. I don't understand how they weren't like emptying their bag of tricks in the running game. And they were having calling us an obscene amount of Josh Johnson dropbacks. And like, what do you yeah. think is going to happen when your 36 year old number four quarterback is out there against a team that had 70 sacks, 15 yeah. more than any yeah. other team. It made, they needed to go all in on road paving, like emptying the clip, like run call playbook. Like the approach made zero sense. I mean, I, I, I kind of, I get it. You know, because they eventually did have to only they were forced to eventually run the ball in it like, you know, in work. I, I think, um, you know, one of them plays, Josh Johnson got sacked. He faked it, was going out for a bootleg. And who was? Uh, oh, it was Hassan Reddick. He was already in his face like that was just like, I don't I don't know, if you know. Joe Montana would have got out of that sack. I just named a 49ers quarterback. Let me go Steve Young because he a little more mobile. Steve, no, he a little more mobile. The Zoomers don't know who Steve Young is, but it, I don't know. Maybe Shanahan was a little flustered. I ain't know, you know. Shanahan flustered in a big game. Never heard that <laughs> I know all of that. I know that all too well. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that was the night you fell asleep crying in your Falcons jersey. Yeah, I, I was in the pillow that. crying that, that night. You cried in your pillow. <laughs> Um, but yeah, yeah, Denny, I mean, I go, I kind of like go into reflexive, like Shanny hater mode, but I did not understand what Shanny was doing. Like, in I think, slide. I think it was a poor, I think it was a poor game from Shanahan overall. And I say this as someone who I think two weeks ago on the show, I said, uh, Shanahan's on a heater. Like, he was on a heater, but man, once he gets tilted, like yeah. he goes like out of his gourd. I mean, you know, he didn't challenge the Devontae Smith catch, which oh, obviously bad, needed bad. a challenge. Yeah, I mean, that look, was a seven point. It was fourth and, down. Like that was yeah. literally a seven point play. And, and not to get too through. into counterfactuals, but if that touchdown doesn't happen, Brock Purdy probably doesn't get hurt. So the mm-hmm. whole game unfolds differently, guys. Am I right? Yeah, it, it looks you're 100 percent right. Yeah, it's a, I'm not at all blaming. Not at all blaming. I'm gonna, Kyle I'm gonna grab. Though. I'm gonna hold the mic for a second. NFL coaches, if you're listening, if a guy catches the ball and immediately jumps up and runs to the huddle and screams at his teammates to get the snap off, he didn't catch it. He didn't catch it. <laughs> just, that, what that's what. That, that's what I know. Just a just a chance, right? That he might not have caught it, right? <laughs> There's zero what, what chance that he caught it. I, I just don't even understand what he could have possibly been thinking. I mean, I guess what he was thinking was like, I'm not going to go to the end to wasting a timeout and a challenge. But it's the first half. Like, who cares? Like, light the timeout on fire. Who cares? Yeah. No, Sirianni outcoached him today for sure. Sirianni outcoaches everybody, which is insane since he just seems like a bro. Mm-hmm. That I went to high school with. Man, <laughs> no, he's, he's such he, a good football coach. Very smart. We're gonna have a good little quarterback competition uh this fall, huh? Trey Lance and Brock Purdy. That- so yeah, we can't we can't leave the show with who who do you guys think will be the week one starting quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers? I'll begin with you, Lawrence Jackson. Who do you think will be the week one starting quarterback for the 49ers? I'm gonna go Trey Lance. It could be option C, it could be Tom Brady, too, as we all know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be interesting. I don't, and that's one team I would consider it. But if I'm a whole lot of other teams, I don't even know if I want that. I know it is to that point with Brady where he just he doesn't want to be hit. Um, like he he ain't carrying. No, he that been stopped. Um, I think that I think that I think those days really are officially over. And Tom Brady has won his eighth Super Bowl. Imagine he win a Super Bowl with the Raiders. Instantly wins his eighth Super Bowl. Man, he's not winning a Super Bowl with the Raiders. That that will be. Wait, a- do I have to get off all social medias? <laughs> that would be a calamity. Like, do, do it with the Niners so we can live. 
yeah no so society doesn't collapse please uh yeah no i i think look i i i'm on the record so i might as well just keep saying it i i you know shanahan never wanted to draft lance i think that's clear i don't know about that i mean no he didn't want to come on okay i i think he did want mac jones more i do think he got bullied out of mac jones but I do think I don't think he was like forced to draft Trey Lance by like John Lynch because I think Shanny like calls the shots. I do agree that it seems like he had immediate like buyer's remorse and that his heart was set on Mac Jones and then he didn't I, do it for some reason. Yeah, I mean, I I think that there's a better chance of Trey Lance playing elsewhere than starting for the Niners next year. I think I agree with Lawrence. I think Trey Lance will be the starter. I mean, he'll definitely be the starter if they don't acquire Tom Brady. I, they're not going to start. I mean, Shanny kind of revealed his true Brock Purdy colors last weekend where like he was doing like everything possible to, to not let Brock Purdy lose them the game into the Cowboys where he like needed to open it up more. Like I thought he was going into like too much quarterback hiding mode. I, well, I don't know. Maybe not. I just, I have a hard time. I have a hard time believing. And I know this sounds funny, but someone as talented as Trey Lance can be Kyle Shanahan's quarterback. Like he he doesn't he, want he wants the grind he's too in love with the grind yeah stuff, he, right he just like regular guys he, right? he just yeah. wants a guy he can manipulate he, he wants a guy who will do exactly as he's told and and Trey it's true he doesn't want any freelancing whatsoever is not that kind of quarterback I just don't think that Trey Lance meshes I think Trey Lance can go on to have a very successful career. But I I don't think that it's in San Francisco and I don't think it's under Shanahan I think Shanahan hey, maybe, maybe the Texans. Cause they about to get D'Amico right. Ryan's. Yeah. I don't know why he want to go there. Um, <laughs> Cause they fire coaches. If you, you know. Yeah, no, I get it. They, I think that that's a possibility. I, I, I really think Shanahan loves the idea of a Garoppolo or a Purdy or someone with limited ability who Matt will do Ryan. exactly as he's told. There you go, Lawrence. <laughs> so you got yeah, one guy they, with slightly. Less they won an MVP together. I know, man. Like, uh, <laughs> don't give up on Trey Lance. I mean, we, I've got a question about Trey Lance, especially since he's attempted like 400 passes since high school. But man, do do not start Brock Purdy over Trey Lance, at least at, at least week one. I mean, if Trey Lance comes out and face plants for like a month, then do it. But I feel like you are making an enormous mistake if you start Brock Purdy over Trey Lance. And I think it'll be Trey Lance or option C, the big dog, Tommy, coming in for his eighth mm-hmm. Super Bowl, didn't he? Um, as we all cringe and grit through our teeth. Somebody yeah. said the 49ers got exposed today. Who said that in the chat? No, no, I saw it on Twitter. The getting exposed in the NFC championship game. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, hey, I don't know. I mean, listen, I listen, love. I was, and I was, you know, I had my money on the Eagles, but come on, man. Like, yeah, no, it's not. It was that was not an exposure. Exposed no. in no. the championship game. <laughs> I know that's one of my favorite things. I always tell people, like, listen, to lose big games, to have a track record of losing in big games, you have to be making big games. Um, yeah, something right. No. Uh, yeah, I don't. Sh- I don't. I don't. Shanny, he might have gotten exposed. A little. Anybody, 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 anybody following this? Um, maybe just give Christian McCaffrey the ball. Although maybe I don't. Know, Christian McCaffrey was getting his calf like iced up like every play too. So maybe he just wasn't. Yeah, he 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 used all his juice on that run because it was a hell of a touchdown run. What? They had it defended perfectly, and he just running through dudes like Derrick Henry on that play. That was an absolutely insane run. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, look, obviously McCaffrey said, okay, like it's on me. Like I have to go win this game. And he and was correct. He tried like hell. I, I had to say, like, you could tell he turned it on. Like he really, really said, I'm going to put the team on my shoulders. We're going to win this thing. He broke off that long run. He broke off a few other unbelievable. He's a beast. Uh, He's just uh, a beast. Uh, you know, bouncing off guys who had him around the waist, like, I, I I was thoroughly impressed with all that. Like we we haven't seen that from McCaffrey on the ground in a long time. It has been a while. He actually, I, if I'm not mistaken, he might have had the the longest throw for the 49ers of the game. It just yeah. was incomplete. That thing had some air yards on it. No other pass went that far. Well, that had big Taysom Hill energy. Where at least he tried. <laughs> at least he tried. Hey, don't don't insult CMC by bringing Taysom Hill. I will take Christian McCaffrey at quarterback any day. Oh, one thousand percent. Over you, you Taysom know, Hill. 
you know what you say to people when you're teaching them like pool or ping pong or something is when they when they hit it like a horrible shot you know like but they but they really like try you say you have the right idea and christian mccaffrey <laughs> had the right idea on that throw. you did have the right idea man why did they not go to that earlier someone has got to do it at some point yeah give us the wildcat from like your explosively you gotta get school. crazy at that point you got you gotta complete and and they did a little crazy that george did. I'm telling, why did they not do that in the second quarter like but they, they but they needed to to run just an absolute like bonkers offense all the you know pitches and 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 McCaffrey throwing Debo throwing whatever I think IU can throw he why can he actually can not throwing why why they've done everything possible to make their offense quarterback Trent Williams should have threw he threw that dude down on the floor like that they should let him throw what was uh, Trent was really letting off some steam. Was, I think the 49ers at all of them dudes at the end they just kind of they were sore losers at the end a little bit. It happens to the best of us, you know, in the games. You know you going home. You just got smoked. Now you're trying to fight. You're trying to get them off their game, get their players kicked out. You know, and Trent, that's probably the last dude you want to get slung to the ground by. Yeah, uh, it would be actually the last dude. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would go against Pacheco in Oklahoma drill before I would want to get thrown down by Trent Williams like that. Trent Williams would be slinging me into my grave. Um, <laughs> Uh, but Trent Williams, by I think he might be suspended for Week One next year. He uh, blew off a little too much steam, I think. Wouldn't be shot. Wouldn't be shot. Any any, any final thoughts? You guys got to get out there on this game. Not for me. Well, we'll be breaking it down for two weeks on NBC Sports Edge and Roto World. Denny Carter and Lawrence Jackson will be breaking it down live in person from Glendale, Arizona, next week, beginning beginning Monday, February sixth, I believe. Gonna be a lot of amazing content from Radio Row, um, and yeah, we're gonna have some writing up on the site. Denny, you still gonna do your written preview, by the way? Oh, I will. I will write an excessive amount of stuff for this game. Of course. Oh hell yes! And I'm gonna try to get an article up on the site, a seasons and review article for every every eliminated team. I'll add the Super Bowl participants after the Super Bowl. Try to get that up on the site this week. So we're gonna have a lot of stuff um, coming at you. We're gonna have. Pat Corain call in at some point this week from Indonesia and tell you us. You still that. work here? Yeah. <laughs> That's what you think. Yeah. Gonna yeah have him. I know it's true. I know maybe he's, maybe he's immigrated for tax reasons or something. He, he didn't change underwater. his whole identity. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I, yeah. We, yeah. Maybe I should have uh, looked into more to one of our employees going to Southeast Asia right, um, <laughs> right after he had a big. He did score. send us the selfie of him and Cliff Kingsbury. So that was nice. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was going to say he was going to call us from Indonesia and tell us Kadarius Tony will not be more involved in the Super Bowl, um, even if he's healthy, because that's what he does every week, is inform us Kadarius Tony won't do anything. Yeah. We have a lot of great stuff on the site in the next two weeks, so please check it out. Please listen. Please read. Um, for Lawrence, for Denny, I'm Pat. Thank you for listening. We will be back later this week.